the flu. Very few of all the horrors ever in the world match the 1918 flu pandemic, which infected 500 million people. Listen to these numbers. Infected 500 million people. It's estimated it killed up to 6% of the total world's population. 1918, 100 years ago. And ever since then, the world has been on alert and specialists have been watching for any evolution of a new strain which could cause the same impact. And a New Zealander has been part of that defence force and right at the front of it. In fact, in 2006, the Smithsonian Institute magazine gave him a name and they called him the Flu Hunter. And now um, he's 86 uh, and now he's uh, released a new book on the history of influenza and its future peril. His name is Dr. Robert Webster. He grew up in Balclutha. He now lives in Memphis, Tennessee, and he joins me now. Dr. Webster, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I guess I understand. I understand it's very, very hot at the moment in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Approaching 40 degrees, so it's way too hot. How long have you been there? 50 years. How did you end out there? Because you grew up on a farm in Balclutha. Well, I uh, graduated from Otago and uh, did a postdoc in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, went back to uh, Australia for a while, and they recruited me to St. Jude Hospital, a hospital which is completely free of charge for treating children with cancer. Oh, okay. And you're still there? I'm still here. I'm supposed to be retired, but I've failed retirement. Uh, and yet, in, and well, through one way or another, by hook or crook, you ended out uh, in the field of influenza, which is what we're here to talk about because of your new book. And I, I just thought I'd just ask a very simple question for so many people. They, they know the flu, but really, what is influenza? Influenza is uh, an RNA virus that uh, is transmitted through the air, comes from the aquatic birds of the world, ducks. The wild ducks of the world are the ultimate source of these viruses. And it's extremely variable. And I think everyone knows the flu, but most people don't realize that in 1918 it was such a killer. Why is it so deadly? Because it's a battle between the body and the virus. The 1918 virus was so deadly because it grew extremely well in the human body. And in response, the human body mounted an attack on the virus called a cytokine, the chemicals the body produced to kill off the invader, and it overproduced them. And so we had a thing called a cytokine storm, and so we simply killed ourselves by producing too much cytokines. So mm. became a battleground, and uh, in that case, the virus won hands down. Yes, it transmits from animals to humans, but the concern is when it uh, transmits from humans to humans. Is that correct? Well, the, uh, we've had several examples recently of, of viruses transmitting from chickens to humans in the poultry markets in Asia. The so-called bird flu in 1997 and bird flu 2 in 2014. Uh, but these, these viruses don't transmit human to human, thank God, because mm. if they did, somewhere between 30 and 60% of people would die. So how real is that risk? 
That's a tremendously good question. And one, when the bird flu appeared in 1997, it's 20 years since that virus appeared. And people are starting to say, well, it's really, if it's going to go human to human, it would have happened by now. And the experts were asking themselves, could it happen? So two groups of scientists, one in the United States, one in Holland, decided to ask the question, can we make this virus transmit ferret to ferret? And the ferret stands in for humans. Uh, And they succeeded by making five changes, five changes in the spike glycoprotein. They could get this virus to transmit human to human. Well, not human to human, Mm. ferret to ferret, uh, which is equivalent to human to human. So it demonstrates and that it, all the uh, the virus needs is just a few small mutations, and then she's all go. Yeah, well, the, the five mutations are out there in nature, but they're all separated. And I look upon this as a case of nature shuffling its cards and getting its the perfect winning hand. Fortunately, it hasn't happened, and uh, but the viruses are still there. Hmm. In many countries, in the poultry, in China, Indonesia, Bangladesh, Egypt. And so that possibility is still there. Yes, and almost everybody you talk to about uh, the possibility of another pandemic say it's not uh, if, but when. So the question is, uh, influenza in New Zealand already kills 500 New Zealanders yearly. Which is incredible. We have, a, we have an outbreak of, uh, another outbreak of flu happening in Wellington as we speak. The question is, have we, uh, as a population, become complacent? And the second question is, are you and the other experts um, vigil enough, vigilant enough? The population, to some extent, has become complacent. Uh, we, we haven't had a really serious influenza for quite some time. But the scientific community have not become complacent, not at all. We know exactly what we need. We need new medicines. We've only got one effective medicine, and but there are three new ones in the pipeline approved in Japan. One of them's approved in Japan. And so there's hope of getting new medicines. Mm-hmm. The other thing we need is a universal vaccine. So we vaccinate once and... Uh, like for the measles, and the tests are already in the mill uh, as to for the universal vaccine. So the scientific community is absolutely not complacent because they know the threats that... Uh, and they remember 1918. Now, um, what, can, what can we do? Just, uh, you know, I always get a flu shot. I've had a flu shot now for 15 years in a row. I haven't had influenza in all that time. Should that continue? Um, is that enough? Is that all I, I can do to contribute towards the fight towards preventing a, another pandemic? Encourage everyone uh, in the world to do what you're doing. It's the best we can do. But the trouble is our vaccines aren't all that good. Uh, We, as scientists, we don't get it right perfectly all the time. Most of the time we do get it right. The virus, it takes six months for us to make a vaccine that's safe. In the meantime, the virus keeps changing and occasionally it outwits us. But I tell people that uh, even if you have a vaccine that's not perfect, 
it can make the difference between dying and not dying. And you so, might get infected, you won't die. And socially, are we ready for this? And I think of this uh, in 1918, famously, the influenza, the Spanish flu, came to New Zealand on the Niagara, the boat. Um, which did not go through a quarantine process. But these days, we have air travel. And so if there was a pandemic that did break out, if those five little um, shuffles of the card happen, uh, a pandemic, a, a virus could be around the world in two days. And then we'd have to start closing borders. We'd have to start deciding whether to go into work. Do you think socially and culturally we are prepared for the impact that such a global pandemic spreading so fast uh, would bring? Probably not. No, but we do have some advantages. Nowadays, you can work from home with your computer, and and so you can alert the world of what's going on. Uh, so we're, we're, we'll probably never be fully prepared. But just going back one little bit, there is some argument as to whether the virus 1918 came on the Niagara or not. Uh, my colleagues, uh, his, history colleagues in New Zealand, think that they returned uh, the soldiers coming back mm. from England infected were actually spreading that virus before the Niagara arrived. So, uh, yeah. Yes, I understand, Dr. Webster, but don't spoil a good story. <laughs> you know, uh, we know it came from there. Well, yes, it was my opinion that of that that was the case too, but I got put right as well. Yeah. All right. Well, this is this is a concern, obviously, but it's a, it's good to know what to be concerned about. It is good to know that uh, we should take our steps as we already have, and it's good to remind everyone not to be complacent. And your book is actually fantastic. It's a great little read. The history of influenza and also the future peril. It's called Flu Hunter, Unlocking the Secrets of the Virus. And congratulations, a New Zealander who has taken uh, taken your skills to the world and helped save the world. Dr. Webster, you've had a great career and I thank you for your time today. Thank you.